Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. From July 14th through the 17th, 7 p.m. nightly at World Changers Church, New York. Register today at CrefloDollarMinistries.org. You know, I guess as a result of what we've been talking about, some people are just asking the question, well, well, what do I do? Well, what's the answer to fatherlessness? I think we mentioned this, but number one, education is the answer. And once we begin to educate, um, and I'm talking about not just educating people in their minds, but I'd like to see better images of fatherhood in the movies and on television. I, I think as the media would begin to pray, to, to not, not pray, yeah, they need to pray too, but if the media, if they'll begin to portray good fathers on television and making it uh, cool to be a good father, uh, it, it demonstrates and it gives a visual to young men that it's good to be a father like that. It, it's good for me to take care of the children I have. It, it's good for me to, to be there. That was one of the answers you gave us concerning what do I do when my kids are exposed to this negative culture. You, just, you, you make sure you're there. And uh, I, I'm saying to all uh, areas of media, uh, take part in the answer to fatherlessness in our nation, and let's produce shows and movies and sitcoms where the father is there, where the father is participating. We communicate a message uh, to young men all around this nation that it's good to be there and to be a father. And, and as a result of that, Devin, I believe you'll see an evolution that will take place as true, in, as true in the, with the negative things we've seen on television. We can see those positive things evolve into real life and in, into real situations. So that, that's one of the areas that, that I hope to see. I would hope to see more education given to our judicial system so that the judges can begin to understand not only this, this situation with fatherlessness, but to understand it enough uh, that we can begin to, to look at how they can participate in, in ending this great epidemic. And that's what it truly is right now in the United States. It is an epidemic. And so uh, another answer I would give is for the single moms who we, we congratulate you. You know, you're doing the job as a single parent. We congratulate you taking your children and saying to them, this is the right way to do this, this is the wrong way to do this. We congratulate you and as a single parent uh, that you're there. Devin's mother was there. She was at the gang screaming her lungs out. She was, she was, she, she was there when he signed uh, his scholarship for Temple. Uh, she showed unconditional love. She challenged him all the time to be the best and would not allow him to accept average and so we congratulate all 
of the women who had to be mothers and fathers, and you took hold of that leadership role, and you did the, the, the best you could possibly do. And for that, we celebrate you, and we are, we are so thankful for that. And, and here's another thing I want you to get a hold of. God will be your father. And <laughs> listen, he's always going to be there. And he will never leave you. The Amplified says he will never, no, never, no, never leave you or forsake you. He is committed to being there, and he's committed to being your father. And a lot of things we can learn from understanding who God is. And as we begin to see God and to see the fatherhood of God, it now will begin to at least help us to know how to communicate, how to direct our kids, how to take the very character of how God is a father and use it to teach our children. You know, Devin, you have a nonprofit organization. And like your mother, you take the things in your life and you turn it around and use it to benefit other lives. Uh, how do you hope to use this nonprofit organization to fight this epidemic of fatherlessness? Okay, well, um, the nonprofit is still in this early stages, but um, I just want to target all the inner-city youth. And um, realistically, you know, growing up, none of my friends, I can't even think of any of my friends who had their father around. So, Wow. Um, one no, of them, not not one of your friends that I really grew up around. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's an uh, epidemic, isn't it? Around home, I have no. No, not that I could think of. Well, and and the culture of that neighborhood matched the issue of fatherlessness in that neighborhood. Yeah. Wow. And so that's real. That issue is real to me. So, um. Uh, my, uh, the name of my nonprofit is the Devin Tyler Foundation, but the first branch I want to touch on that I, I, I came up with, my, one of my friends was talking to me about how big my influence was in my area. And I, and I already started, you know, going back to my school, talking to kids, talking to classes and everything. And so he was like, what's important to you? So I came up with Father the Future. Mm. And basically what I want to do with that, it's a branch under my, uh, under the Devin Tyler Foundation. I really want to... Uh, just like I said, target the inner city youth and help them because I feel like a lot of things that stop these young dudes from being fathers, they don't have the money or they don't have anyone showing them how to do it. So if I could find a way to target them and, you know, maybe do parenting classes or mentoring sessions with some of the, uh, the men who are doing good that I know, you know, maybe pay for all his diapers for the, the, the year, pay for all of the food, wow. you know what I mean, for that month. And so I'm hoping that it does well and that, It'll help guys to be more confident and stay around and be there for their kids, you know. Well, I hope that you being on, on this show will really expose what you're doing. Uh, I, I don't think, as a society, that we're really getting how vital this issue is to the well-being of our society. And, um, you know, you, you hear people mention it here or there, but... As far as I'm concerned, it may be the root cause to things like carjacking, robbery, murder, uh, disease, uh, anger, all of the things that we hear about all the time on the news, and nobody really sits back and, and asks the question, what's the root cause of this? 
Uh, and it's not just in the black community. It's, it's in the white community. It's in the Hispanic community. And if it were a disease, it would be at epidemic proportion. And so I want to call a state of emergency on this issue of fatherlessness in this nation. You want to correct some of the things we're seeing in our culture? You want to correct some of the anger that we have seen in certain cities? Well, let's take the time and put some money and some time and some effort in fighting this situation dealing with fatherlessness all around the country and fathering the future, dude, that's exactly what this is all about, that if you want our future to be better, then you, you need to get involved in fathering the future and, and becoming a mentor. And I know all of the risks that are involved. I mean, uh, but you just can't look at everything like we were talking about from the position of fear of saying, well, you know, everybody's like that. We can't let a few bad apples spoil the whole deal. And we just have to set up a better way of monitoring those relationships so that people won't get hurt in the midst of it. You know, I believe in your life and what we've talked about, the grace of God has been significant. How his unmerited favor showed up when you were leaving high school into Temple University. How even uh, uh, what happened in Canada, the grace of God and the love of God was there and you got another opportunity. What did you do to deserve it? What did you do to earn it? It was the love, the unconditional love of the Almighty God that showed up in your life over and over again to allow you to see that his love is meant for everybody who will receive it. And that's the testimony I believe you're going to give one day is the grace of God showed up in my life. And I didn't do, I wasn't so special uh, to deserve this. I mean, who plays football the senior year? Who does that? And then end up getting a four-year scholarship. That's the power of God's grace. And, and I want you to know that that same grace is available to you today. His grace has been made available to the whole world, good people, bad people, church people, people who don't go to church. Jesus released his grace uh, for everybody. Now, how you respond is going to be up to you. How you respond will determine how you'll walk and what he made available. And I tell you, when God shows his love over and over again, eventually you have to come to the place of recognizing there's a power greater than myself in operation here that's allowed me to be where I am. And I am so blessed that you've decided to take your life and to, in a sense, extend it forward and saying that, you know, I could just be concerned about just my house and my family, but I want to see what I can do to impact somebody else. Devin, I want to give you the last word. What, what is it you'd like for our audience to know? What is it you want to say? Whatever you want to say, man. Um, what I want to say is um, <clears throat> what you just said was very important, you know. Within the last year has been uh, probably the hardest year of my life, you know. So losing my mother and um, I, for a minute, I lost sight of that, and I didn't. Uh, I was mad at God, and I didn't want to believe in him, and I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, but after a while, just taking it all in, I realized that, you know, God is big, and he's He's here, and I, I don't have to be mad at him. I just have to take my time to understand. So. Man, that is so cool. You know, I put together for uh, uh, some of our guests that come in something I call a grace covenant. 
And it's something to just, you know, keep you focused on what you just said so that you can, can understand it. And I, and I made one for you. It's, it's called the Grace Covenant, presented on this day, April 16, 2015, to Devin Tyler. I, Devin Tyler, accept this Grace Covenant provided to me by Creflo Dollar and agree with the following statements. And these statements deal with you believe that Jesus loves you and nothing will ever change that. You believe that grace and, and the person of Jesus Christ has already provided everything that you'll ever need to have a healthy, fulfilling, and prosperous life. You believe in, in, in that your past is in the past. And Jesus has chosen not to remember it, and neither will you. I will daily proclaim on the righteousness of God. Yeah. I daily live by the belief and the understanding that God's empowering grace will change my life for the better and equip me for success. I will daily flood my life with the word of God and the praises of his saints. And that's what's all involved in that grace covenant. Will you receive this? Yes, I will receive it. Yes, sir. I'm I'm going to sign my name to it. And um, it's uh, it's got a place for your signature, and, and right over your signature is the righteousness of God. Amen. Yeah, that's that's what happens when you receive what Jesus has done, and when you receive all that He has done for you. So that's yours, man. You can keep it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't you appreciate Devin? I mean, it's just been an amazing time. It, it really has. You know, over the last two weeks, we have mourned the suffering of the fatherlessness in our world, and we have celebrated the rise of men like Devin, who have refused to become another statistic. I'm rejoicing over each and every one of you today, because I know there is hope for healing and freedom in your lives. We do not have to to be defined by the people who, who hurt us. Don't let that happen. God has already defined us, and in his eyes, We are worthy. An epidemic of fatherlessness is striking at the very heart of our homes, our churches, and our country. As you've seen on this special program, now more than ever is the time for men to discover who God has called them to be, to discover a real manhood that will restore peace, order, and blessing. Being a man after God's heart is not easy in today's world. With so many mixed messages and distorted images in our culture and media, it's more challenging than ever before to know what it takes to be a real man. But it's not too late for men to become the sons, fathers, and leaders God has destined them to be. Creflo Dollar wants to equip men with the wisdom, insights, and understanding you need to overcome lifelong hurts and to build strong, lasting, life-giving relationships. If you're a man who's ready to get more out of life, if you want to instill biblical masculinity and purpose into your son, if you're a woman who wants to really understand your son or husband, Creflo Dollar's Real Manhood will provide you with a clear and compelling vision of what it means to be a man of God in the 21st century. It's a wake-up call to all men to take up their callings, giftings, talents, and gifts, and to fulfill their unique responsibilities to become a source of blessing and strength for the family, their church, and their community. In this dynamic read, Creflo Dollar addresses real-world issues like conquering fear, 
overcoming personal struggles, cultivating a dynamic relationship with God, and how to properly and effectively relate to others. These skills and truths will equip you or the men in your life to experience God's best while living life as a real man. This special gift offer is available today with your one-time love gift of only $35 or more. Your gift today makes it possible for Creflo Dollar Ministries to continue our global outreach to all across the world and to support life-changing moments like the one you saw today. When you order today as an added bonus, you'll also receive the entire broadcast you saw today, plus the after-show Q&A session with Creflo Dollar and the live studio audience. Call now and receive both the book, Real Manhood, and your copy of today's broadcast with bonus content for your love gift of only $35 or more. Men of God are needed now more than ever before. Go to your phone and take that first step to discovering and embracing real manhood today. There are answers to the tough questions you're facing today. And the collection you just saw will help get you on the right path to discovering exactly what they are. You're not alone. And as long as this program is around, you can always count on someone to be praying for you and celebrating your life every step of the way. Well, that's it for this special two-part edition of Your World. And be sure to join us again next week for a brand-new program. Now it's time to take some questions from our studio audience, and we're going to continue this discussion online. But meanwhile, keep sending in your comments and your prayers and even your topic suggestions. We want to keep hearing from you. So connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at yourworldwithcreflo.com. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. He's live. God getting ready to turn some things around in your life. Sometimes direct. How many believers do I have in here right now? And always anointed. Creflo Dollar, streaming live from Atlanta and New York City, Saturdays at 6 p.m., Sundays at 10 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Stay connected. No matter where you are in the world, Creflo Dollar's just a click away. Catch him live three times a week at CreflodollarMinistries.org. Join us at a World Changers Fellowship Church in your area. Visit us online at CreflodollarMinistries.org to locate the World Changers congregation nearest you. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Your love and financial support make it possible for this broadcast to be seen and heard in multiple languages on six different continents. We thank the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries for making this program possible. This month, for a donation of $107 or more, the Word Network will send you a stunning and unique Messianic New Covenant prayer shawl. Used as a symbolic covering of the presence of God, it can be worn over the head or shoulders to create a private space for prayer. This beautiful gift comes in pink and gold or purple and gold and was created for Christians who want to worship God in an intimate and powerful way. The four corners contain scriptures from Malachi, Matthew, Isaiah, and Corinthians, all pointing to Jesus Christ as the Savior. 
The neckband contains an embroidered gold symbol for Messianic Judaism and Christians. And there is an embroidered Hebrew blessing. Blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe, who has fulfilled all of the law through Jesus the Messiah and has covered us with his righteousness. Call now to order this special pink or purple prayer shawl. Call 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Prayer is the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy. And there has been a tremendous spirit of prayer and operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit this week on our program. And I thank God for that. Catch the inspiration of Joseph Prince next on The Word Network. Pick up your smartphone or tablet and follow The Word Network on Twitter. Go ahead. Join the conversation and be a part of the family. Follow us and we'll follow back. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. God wants you to reign! Today with Joseph Prince. In our Lord Jesus came into a, a time of famine. Jesus walked among the regions of death. And wherever he was, people, nobody ever died in his presence. But there are evidence that wherever he went, that someone is already dead, they were raised from the dead. Because he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. No matter what your need is, God's heart is to give you his supply because he loves you. This month, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll send you Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Receive Your Miracle. Beloved child of God, your Heavenly Father wants to take care of you. Find out how you can walk under an open heaven of God's blessings and freely receive your breakthrough today. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's special six-DVD box set. Accepted, blessed, and loved. Understanding your identity through a study of the high priest garments. You will also receive Joseph's two-DVD album, Let Go and Let His Supply Flow. Request these and other faith-building resources. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Can I say this? God is not hard up. Okay? He's not. He's got a long, 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 long time. You don't. Even you're 120 years old. It's not a long, long time. He's got eternity. He can raise somebody else. The moment we start complaining, we start, you know, forgetting, that's when you carry Thanksgiving is no longer there. We don't have a grateful heart of grace. If it's really grace, you'll thank God. You'll thank God every day I get to serve. I thank God I get to preach in this wonderful church. I get a chance to tell you all about Jesus, the bread of life, this altogether wonderful friend, the desire of all nations, the bright and morning star. I get to talk about Him. What a privilege. Whatever you give Him, He multiplies back. Amen. Those who seek to save their life, they lose it. But those who lose their life, make sure it's for His sake. For His sake. They lose time on Sunday. They lose that day they have for off. They lose whatever it is for His sake. Not, not to impress others, but for His sake. He that loses his life for my sake shall find it. Those who try to save their life, they lose it. 
And we all know that sometimes one day can be like so long and so full and so rich. And sometimes one day can be like blah, so fast, no event. Every day is precious. Let me tell you this, once you come to 35, 40 years old, please, every day is precious. Don't wander it. I didn't say you're old, I'm just telling you, wake up. <laughs> Amen? Amen, are you with me so far? Yes. Praise the Lord. Are you all learning? Yes. Okay, praise God. So you shall anoint as prophet in your place. Now I'm going to tell you an incident right now. Uh, I think it's going to bless you, it's going to help you. Remember this, let's not be discouraged. You, you sit in a church, a good church. We just finished two weeks of preaching from Melchizedek and Abraham and how these two things were, were distinguishedly seen very clearly, all right, elucidated even in Hebrews 7, that Melchizedek brought bread and wine, Abraham responded with a tithe. How many of you know that in this world, the, big, the biggest natural problems or challenges we have has got to do with these two areas? Either provision, we don't have the provision, okay? Even rich people worry about their money, you know? Or, by the way, every banking industry in the world, every government in the world is concerned about these two things. All right, money, enough money for the populace, and their health. Yeah, every time they talk about the aging population, it's about the health. Yeah. These are the two areas. So let's not, let's not be a hypocrite and say that, uh, you know, the Lord is only preparing us for heaven, only for heaven. Okay? Let me tell you this. If you die now, you go to heaven, God says, what are you doing here, Elijah? You understand? There's work to be done, people. Yeah. Amen. So, these are two areas. And it's covered by the, the communion and it's covered by the tithe. Yeah. I'm going to show you something beyond any dispute that God sees these two twins as the answer to our natural necessities of life in this, what we call, earthly life. He has given us the answer. And even there are churches who don't even believe the importance of communion relating to our health. There are great people who tell you you don't have to tithe anymore. And they'll say, nowhere is nowhere found. And I, I, I'm not going to preach that again because it's really, I already preached an entire sermon last two weeks. Yep. All right? We see first in uh, 2 Kings, verse, chapter 4, verse 38. Elisha returned to Gilgal. Very interesting. Gilgal is a place where it used to be a place of blessing. It was the first stop of Joshua and the people of Israel when they crossed the river Jordan. Gilgal is the place of the 12 stones. The Gilgal is the place where they, they circumcised the, the, uh, the, the, the kids that were not circumcised when they came out of Egypt for 40 years ago. All right, they circumcised. And, and it's a place of blessing. It's a place that God says, Gilgal, the name means rolling away of your shame, of your reproach. The cross is the place where our shame has been rolled away. And there was a famine in the land. So Elijah, don't forget, say the time of famine. Say, time of famine. Now, I'm preparing you for the days to come. Okay? We all know that the world is in a famine until Jesus returns, of course. Ever since our, our, our first parents fell in the Garden of Eden, the world has been in a famine. It's always in a famine. But I'm speaking in terms of comparatively. We are entering in a time of famine. Okay? This message is the word of the season. The word, the now word for you. There was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before Elisha, and Elisha said to his servant, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. 
put on a large pot, boil stew. Next verse. So one went out into the field. Now, it's already boiling. The stew is already there. But one joker, one of them, his name is not given and we don't care. Or we don't care who is it. But one person went out to try to improve what is already ready-made. What has been made, the prophet says, put on a large pot, put on stew on it. And he went and said that the stew will need some, some things that will make it even better. It all began in the garden. God had a rich, dainty fist for his first creation, Adam and Eve. Everything was prepared. Their first day was the first day into the finished work. They didn't have to build, they didn't have to sow, they didn't have to dig. They didn't have to cut, they didn't have to manufacture. They just stepped in into a finished work. God wants men to enjoy and give him all the glory. But man started looking with his eyes at a tree and said, I think God missed out on something that I can improve my wisdom. And hence the fall. Men always try to want to improve. And what they bring is death. I'm getting ahead of myself, but read this. So one went out into the field to gather herbs. And by the way, if you look at the word herbs, it's a very interesting word. It's from the Hebrew word orra. And orra is not just herbs. It's actually from the word or, light. It's something sparkling, something bright, something light. So sometimes we say our praise and worship, you know, something, you know, we got to have a, a bit more kind of like, you know, it uh, doesn't matter if people hear the words or not. You know, as long as the beat is there, that kind of thing, people love it. We attract people, they can preach a message later on. No, no, friend. I'm not against drums and all that. I mean, you, you see how I, but the message is more important. The words of Jesus, the words that depict him. This burnt offering, this peace offering that goes up as a sweet-smelling aroma to God is more important. So you think that, yeah, you know, Pastor Prince, uh, if you have more of this kind of stuff, you know, illustrative sermon and all that kind of thing, uh, I'm not against all that. But things that sparkle, things that are loud like the wind and the earthquake and the fire may not be the answer. Are you listening, people? So he found the herbs and found a wild vine. And he thought it was, a, it was a vine. And some people, they're always into organic food and all that. Here's a message for you also. This is a wild vine. It's not, it's not a homegrown vine. It's a wild vine. Organic vine. And gathered from it a lap full of wild gods or cucumbers. The technical word for this is cocolint. And uh, they use this for medicine today. Okay? But it, 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 it can be poisonous. Wild gods. And came and sliced them into the pot of steel. Now he's going by his eyes. Though they did not know what they were. In other words, he saw something shining. It looks right. It looks good. Adam and Eve, Eve saw the tree was good. It looks great. Hallelujah. I think I can improve on what God has done for me. Only to find she lost everything. And he wanted to improve. Because it was shining. He took it. He cut it into the... Ready-made stew. They were still sizzling. Next verse. Then they served it to the men to eat. Now it happened as they were eating the stew, they cried out, the sons of the prophets that is, and said, Men of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. Do you know that the place of the pot, when I think about it, 
I was meditating on this. The pot is a place of food, isn't it? It's supposed to be a place of life. It's a place of sustenance. It's a place where you, you, don't, you don't expect to find death. It's a place of nourishment, of life, not death. But instead, now there's death in the pot. I think about it, what is the, what is the typology here of the pot? I'm thinking, people are looking for life, but instead they found death. What is it that sustains life? What, what gives life? I know natural food, yes, but there, there's a hidden truth here. So I think, all right, you can apply it to your own body, but it's also the, the pulpit ministry because from here, the word shall go forth that it's supposed to be life-giving and you don't expect death to be in the pot. Are you listening, people? So now the, the problem is this, there's death in the pot. Okay? And they could not eat it. So they shout to the man of God. At least they knew who, they knew who to shout because... Elisha, whose name God is salvation, is a type of our Lord Jesus Christ. And look at what Elisha said. So he said, then bring some flour. Bring some flour. What? Bring some flour, and he put it into the pot and said, serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Now look up here, people. The way of the world, if there's something bad, is to remove it. God's way at something greater. Now, listen carefully. Don't misunderstand me. Alright? The world today is still under the curse. We are blessed. We have been redeemed, but the world is under the curse. Agree? If you have good food, I mean nice, really luscious looking rice or potatoes or whatever, and then somebody put a bit of feces in it. Fickle matter. But the fickle matter is minuscule. It's just a small bit. Is it okay to eat the entire food? No. So your son says, uh, you know, Daddy, this movie is good. Just that part only this, you know, there's a naked lady, that's all. Right, present him the food. Say, eat. But just like you know, our little baby brother has a little participation here. <laughs> so the thing is this, people. When clean, the matter even clean is 90% clean and 10% dirty, what happens to the food? It's dirty. What about water? You drink the best water, the water that has gone through filtration after filtration. Amen. 34, 64, filtration. The best water in town. Okay, you're promoting this. No, I'm not knocking your... Don't get angry with me, okay? I'm just telling you what works even for your business. And you put a bit of poison, just a bit. A bit of drain water, okay, drain water. Will you drink it? No. Why? Because uncleanness spreads. Uncleanness is worse than the good, no matter how much good it is. That's the world we live in. There's only one cure when Jesus steps into a poisonous situation. In our Lord Jesus came into a, a time of famine. Jesus walked among the regions of death. And wherever he was, people, nobody ever died in his presence. But there are evidence that wherever he went, that someone is already dead, they were raised from the dead. Because he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. The Bible tells us he stepped into a situation. He came right into the midst of our necessities, our depression, our fall, and our curse. He moved among us. He was not in the palace somewhere in, in Jerusalem, fellowshipping only the elite people, the elitist group. And he was among the poor. He was among the people. And whoever touched him, power. The Bible says, I love the King James. Virtue went out of him and healed them all. And I'm telling you, he walked down the path. And I walked down that path. They have uncovered that path, the 2,000-year-old path. 
of the village of Bethsaida. And I put my, 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 my pastors on either side lying on the ground. We took a video of it. I'm God, I'm Jesus. Lah. And, and I, I, it's, it's such a small path. We thought it was a big road. And the Bible says they lay up people on the streets on either side. I can understand now. And as many as touch his ropes, touch his hand. Can you see the scene? All sick people lying down there on their stretcher, all right, with their crutches and all that, crying, wrapped up in bandages, smelly. You know, it's this terrible sight of, of broken humanity. And the Prince of Peace came, the Son of God. The Father loved him so. He is the fine flower. And he came and he... They all touch him. They touch his robe. They touch his fingers. And behind him, in front, everyone is still on the ground. Behind, everyone starts walking. Those of you who are movie directors and all that, take note. <laughs> this is amazing. I love it. I love the picture of it. As many as touch him were made whole. There was virtue in him in the regions of death. There's resurrection in him. He is, not that he has, the resurrection and the life. Bring some flour. If you look at flour in uh, the five offerings in Leviticus, we have one offering that is not typical of his death. All the other four are types of his death. There's only one that is of his life. And that's the flour offering or grain offering. Look at Leviticus 2 here, real quick. When anyone offers a grain offering to the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour. Fine flour, ladies know this. When you touch it, you can hardly feel it. It's so, it's like powder, fine flour. Fine. It's so fine. It's fine. You touch it. It's, it's so soft. There's nothing coarse, nothing uneven. Our Lord Jesus, there is nothing coarse about his style, his words, his ways. There's nothing uneven. No one characteristic in him preponderates. There's not like when he's firm, all right, he does not hurt. When he is when he's serving and washing feet, he's not servile. There's still a princeliness about him. He is totally balanced in all his character. Truthful but kind. Some people are kind at the expense of truth. They don't tell you the truth. Or they've got no God to tell you. And some people need the truth. Our children need to hear the truth from us. If something is poisonous, they need to be told it's poisonous. But some people are so truthful, there's no love. Speak the truth in love. Can I have a good amen, people? Jesus is fine flower. Every action, look at this. And he shall pour oil on it. Oil is the Holy Spirit. So, it's earthly life. He's fine flower and he's anointed of the Holy Spirit. Every word, every action was motivated, prompted, led by the Spirit. Amen. And put frankincense on it. That means every thought, every word, every deed goes up like sweet smelling perfume to God. Oh, what material for our holy meditation, people. We can just think of this. Sometimes I'm exercising, and I, my mind is so free, you know. I'm walking down the road, climbing up a hill or whatever. I start meditating on, I just say, fine flower. Fine flower. That's all my breath can give me. 
fine flower. I mean, exercising, you don't say, you know, one long verse, right? You say, fine flower, fine flower. Then I'll say, oil, or I'll say, frankincense, everything about him. The father loves it, you know. The father loves to hear about the son. You see, when he was born, you drop down, then they, you know what they do? By the way, it's burnt offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Right? A sweet aroma to the Lord. It's all burned. Drop down, they make cakes out of it. The flour, they make, they make uh, matzah bread. And notice, there are two things mentioned. Fine flour, the cakes of unleavened cakes of fine, this matzah bread, mixed with oil. Unleavened wafers, anointed with oil. Remember, in the virgin womb, the divine son of God was mixed with oil. And that's why the angel Gabriel told Mary, that holy thing which is conceived in your womb shall be called the son of God. The Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. That's how she will have the baby. There was no human participation. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. He was mixed with oil. His whole person was mixed with oil in his mother's womb. Then when he was 30 years old, the next one, he was anointed with oil. Now anointing comes on. Mixed is within. Anointing is upon. He came out of the river Jordan and the Holy Spirit came. By the way, for those who believe Jesus only, Jesus the Father, Jesus the Holy Spirit, Jesus is Jesus, they call it Jesus only, have a problem here because when he came out of the water, the Father spoke, you are my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit came like a dove. We have three divine persons, one God. So Jesus only people have to say that he was practicing ventriloquism. Triune God. One God, people, one God. Triune God. Can I have a good amen? Alright, so bring some flour back to that again. Bring some flour. And he serve it to the serve it to the people that they may eat. There was nothing harmful in the pot. Pastors and leaders, our sermons are not perfect. None of us. So make sure we have the Lord Jesus in our sermons. At least it will purify the rest of the unclean elements in our sermon. In every sermon there is a human opinion. In every sermon there is a tradition. In every sermon there is an ignorance being manifested. But when you put the Lord Jesus in it, it will purify the rest. I told you in this world the curse, the unclean make the clean unclean. But when you put Jesus, He's the only one greater than uncleanness. When he touched the unclean, it becomes clean. When the flower went into the pot, all the death went out. Our Lord Jesus stepped into the cauldron of death at the cross for you and I. And you know who stepped out? Our Lord Jesus. You know who was left behind? Death. Death had to kowtow to the only man that ever made it bow before him. Every man is afraid of death. The Son of God, the Bible says, for this reason he took on human flesh and blood. That through death, in other words, the Christmas story, he became a baby to die. So there is a body to die. And why die? That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Amen? Okay, uh, come on. Then we come to this story. It's only seven verses, by the way. We come to the next story. Then a man came from Baal, Shalisha, and brought the man of God bread of the first fruit. See the word then? 
It seems the Holy Spirit linked these two miracles together. It is about the tithe, and it's about communion. Because today, the way we practically receive the fine flour is through communion as well. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at one 877 4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Destined to Reign. Elisha has to use the name of the Lord. He has to use the word of the Lord. But Jesus is his name. Jesus is the word of God become flesh. No matter what your need is, God's heart is to give you his supply because he loves you. This month, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll send you Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Receive Your Miracle. Beloved child of God, your heavenly Father wants to take care of you. Find out how you can walk under an open heaven of God's blessings and freely receive your breakthrough today. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's special six-DVD box set. Accepted, blessed, and loved. Understanding your identity through a study of the high priest garments. You'll get a fresh perspective of how precious and beloved you are in God's sight and how closely he holds you to his heart. You'll also receive Joseph's new two-DVD album, Let Go and Let His Supply Flow. Learn how you can cease from striving and allow God's abundant supply to flow in your life. Request these and other faith-building resources. Feed on God's love and see his goodness manifest in your life. To order these resources, call us toll-free at one 901 4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. When I learned about the freedom and grace, it was just amazing for me. I know I'm loved and I know I'm righteous. And that's what people are hungry to hear. The Lord also led me and opened the door for a, a jail ministry I do in the city where I'm at. And I've seen guys just get radically transformed through this message. I had four lumps in my breast, two in each breast, under the teaching of Joseph Prince Ministry. Through the Holy Communion, Jesus... He's teaching the Word of God. He's teaching the Bible. And I think it's awesome that men and women are coming back to God the way God intended, through the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Joseph Prince. I just want to thank all Grace Revolution partners for stepping forward and supporting the various humanitarian initiatives that is making the world we live in a better place. Your generous financial support allows us to impact more people with the love of Jesus in powerful and practical ways. Thank you for being a great revolution partner and making a difference for the glory of our Lord Jesus. Joseph Prince Ministries is passionate about making a difference in the lives of children in crisis. Through our missions initiatives and outreach programs, we provide these precious ones with opportunities to break out of the cycle of poverty and to come to know the saving grace of our Lord Jesus. Dear friends, you too can play a part today. 
Be a Grace Revolution partner as we reach out to the world with the love of Jesus. Call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. Jesus' heart is so full of love for you. When you worship him, you draw near to him and experience his bountiful grace flooding into your health, career, and relationships. So lift up your voice to him and begin to see good days. For a specific gift to the ministry, you can request our latest two-sermon audio series, Worship Jesus and See Good Days. For more information on how to order this powerful resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace. program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. The Word Network Partners Conference is on its way to the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Four days of non-stop ministry, services, sessions, and more. Register today and join conference host Bishop George Boomer, conference speakers Dr. Jamal Bryant, Bishop Noel Jones, Bishop Ivy Hilliard, Dr. R.A. Vernon, Bishop Paul Morton, Pastor John Hanna, Pastor Rod Parsley, Pastor Jasmine Skulark, Mark Sharona, and conference artists like Bishop Hezekiah Walker, Dorinda Clark Cole, Shirley Caesar, Charles Jenkins, and more. This is going to be a conference explosion like you've never seen before. It's all going down September 9th through the 12th in Detroit. Register today by visiting wordpartnersconference.com or give us a call at 855-730-WORD. Seating is limited and spots are going fast. Register now at wordpartnersconference.com. Right now, we are in the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles is the most important offering that you bring before the Lord every year. This offering rebukes the devourer. Richard Roberts is coming up next on the Word Network. You're watching the largest African-American religious network in the world. We are the Word Network. I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. And Cheryl out in San Diego got her miracle too. She's had pain for several weeks after a strain in her back on the job. But while she was watching this program, she heard me give a word of knowledge. The Lord has healed her. All the prayer is, all all the pain is gone. And she is praising God, saying, I got my miracle. Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Place for Miracles. Now, she's in California. Let's take a trip across the country. Uh, Valerie is in Missouri. I uh, sprained my, my knee, had a terrible problem with my ACL, and arthritis creeped in. 
I've been having excruciating pain this past month. The doctor said I was going to have to have surgery, it appeared. She said, I called the Abundant Life prayer group after prayer. The pain has not only gone away, but I went back to my doctor who told me I did not need the surgery after all, and God has healed me. I praise God for that. By the way, if you have received a healing, I'd like to know about it so I can give you one of our, I got my miracle pins. Here, I've got one right here. A little red pen, which you can wear, and it'd be a good word of testimony. It's free, and I'll send it to you. Uh, this is Marjorie up in New York. We we'll go from California and Missouri to New York, and then we'll go back to California in a minute. Uh, new, uh, she is calling, saying, uh, at the Abundant Life Prayer Group, uh, we call for prayer for my husband, Samuel. Samuel had been diagnosed with high blood pressure and problems with his kidneys. Those problems are gone. My husband is healed after you prayed, and we are giving praise to the Lord. And then I'll share this one more, and this is, this is very special, and I want to I focus in on this. This is Larry out in California calling for his friend, Stephanie, who had leukemia. Stephanie was 17 years of age, or is 17 years of age. And uh, we went to prayer for Stephanie, believing God for a miracle. Larry is now calling back, saying that they have been back to the doctors now, and the doctors say after the other tests were run, they can't find any trace of cancer in Stephanie's body. Thank God they went back to the doctors, and thank God it's been confirmed. Now, there may be others of you. Maybe you have a problem in your leg. Or maybe you have a problem with your blood pressure or blood sugar or, or in some other area of your body. Or maybe you or a family member While I'm kneeling 
Hello, hello, hello. Hello.
Oh, no. no. 
Hurumbosirka shindirko sada. Hurumbosasa shindirko sede shandaka shunduku shandaka shunduku. Shandirko se shandirko saka. Hundirko se shandirko sada. We praise your name, Lord. We glorify you, Holy Spirit. Let the word of God go forth today, Father. Let the anointing of Christ come forth, Lord. We seek your presence. We seek your word. Holy Spirit, touch our hearts and our lives. Minister to us. Holy Spirit, let your presence come and saturate the atmosphere. Father God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Yes, 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 Lord, we glorify you, Father. We glorify you for today is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, 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 Lord, let your word come forth. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus, I'm tired. All right, let me go ahead and knock out my list. What else I got to do? Um, clean that up. Get ready to get out of here. Good Lord. Ugh. Hundred of a 
Barbara Allen. Her little go say, she'll 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 Ambrosia, <laughs> The Johnson and Jackson family And the two list of people we've been praying for. Morgan Farley, 
găsește, găsește vorbăca, am de găsește, 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 găsește vorbăca, am găsește, 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 Listen up, for Brittany Holcomb, Hunter Gossation, 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 Gorbaka, Hunter Gossation, 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 Gorbaka, Hunter Gossation, 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 Gorbaka, Hunter Gossation, Gossaraka, Hosinakota, Sakara, Male Patient Rosen, Hunter Gossation, Gossation, Gossombaka, Hunter Gossation, 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 Gombaka, Mike Bradley Hernandez, Hundred Gossation, 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 Sarah Thompson, Shadil Gossation, Cassandra Gossation, Gondaka, Hoshida Gossation, Cassandra Gossation, Sakara, Kayla Boylan, Hundred Gossation, Cassandra Gossation, Coranda Cosa, Sakara, Benjamin Benfield, Humble Cossier Gossation, 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 Sakara. 
Maria Mathis. Help me. Rose Johnson, Hundred Gosation, Gosation, Gorando Gosation, Gosan, Russia Gosan, Russell Gosation, Gorando Gosara Gosation, Gorombaka, Sakara. Andrew Dijon, Harogosha Gosation, 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 Gosan, Horobosha Gosation, 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 Gosan, Horobosha Gosation, Under Gosa, Shakara. Donald Lester, Hombrand Gosation, 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 Gorombaka. Jonathan Dunlap, Hundred Gosation, 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 Gombaka, Hundred Gosation, 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 Gorbaka, Humbokoshi, Gosation, Gosaraka, Sakara. Della Corona, Jonathan Dunlap, my parents, Umbrosh, Gosation, Gosation, Gorbaka, Hush, Gosation, 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 Gombaka, Hokoshi, Gosation, 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 Sidney President Obama, City of Atlanta, uh, Donna Johnson and family, Horbush, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gombaka, Hush, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gombaka, Hush, the Gossation, the Gorombaka, Sakara, and the Mastermind Group, Hush, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gorombaka. Sakara. Then we got the 
Demond Holly, KSF Organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNair, Barbara Carson, Mike Strauss, and D.C. Jerry, Barbara Salt, Scuzzle, Louis Sherry, Bishop Yarbrough, Erica Carlos Smith, Corey Dennis, Mark Gutter, Gerard Jenkins, Mark and Charles Sr., Genoma Pat Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, the Garden Stubble, Shaw Vaughn, Phil and Jan Inlow, Marma Gina, Nate Carson, CFF, Travis Crocker, Larry Sons, City of Seconds, and Rosemore. Humboshi, Gosano, Gosenshi, the Gorbaka, Hoshishi, Gosenshi, the Gosenshi, the Gosenshi, the Gorbaka, Horbaserka, Sakara. Alright. Anybody wanna do theirs now or what? Praise the Lord, everybody. Yo, what up, Omega? How you doing? I'm doing great. Can't complain. Cannot complain. You gonna give I'm me a chance go- to ask a question? Huh? You gonna give me a chance you, to ask a question? You, you asked me how I'm doing. doing. You, huh? I said you asked me how I'm doing and you just kept talking. No, I thought you said how you doing, woman of God. That's what you just asked me. And then you said, how you doing, and you just kept talking. Oh, well, how you doing? I don't want to answer it, no. Well, you know what? How your daddy, how your daddy doing? I ain't, I ain't studying you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't studying you right about now. <laughs> but how are y'all over there in um, Chicago land? We doing good on this end. We ain't huh? quit. Huh? So we ain't quit yet. That's right. That's right. Well, all that fails, don't quit. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and do my um do my list. Um, dear Heavenly Father, God, as a Bible for your throne of grace and mercy, with Thanksgiving in my heart, God, I thank you for for waking us up this morning and starting us on this journey of life with you. I thank you for waking us up and restoring our strength today, God, to to run on to see what the end's gonna be, God. God, as we move forward in this life journey, I want to bow before you and lay at your feet the stick and shut in, God. Everybody going, everybody that is going through who needs your, the power from your healing hand, God, I pray to you to heal and meet them in their needs, God. In the time of trouble and strife, God, meet them in their pain and their heartache and their doubt and their fears, God. So right now, God, I lift us up to you for the divine healing that we need to be fine healing to have the desire to want to be healed by your hand, God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding once we are healed and completely and have completely given ourselves to you for that healing. Keep us in perfect peace, God, and keep our minds stayed on you for those healing needs that we need, God. You know all about our troubles and the, the ones that are yet to come. Just keep us in your hand and love us for forevermore. In Jesus' name, I'm going to submit this prayer to you, and I say amen. Amen, amen. Good morning, Renee. How you doing? Oh, good. How you doing? Oh, I can't complain. I can't complain. Cannot complain because I won't complain, you know. Just taking it one day at a time. And thank God for the, thank God for the calming and the coolness of the air. <laughs> Okay. Because it's just a smoke over the last couple of days, but now it's calming and it's cooling down. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. But I won't, I won't, uh, I, I, can I get an opinion on the, uh, on the, um, the laws that were passed this week, this past, well, this past week. You know something with this stuff that's going, this nonsense that's going on. 
is just showing on more on the following of flesh. Because, see, now they're getting to the point of the so-called people that we put in power over us, they don't care. They claim they, they, they claim to acknowledge and to um, be aware of the Bible. And I know back a couple of years ago, I was taking a U.S. history class, and they were saying on how uh, King James, he got married, and he wanted a divorce, but the church frowned on divorces. So instead of him getting a divorce, he just had his wife beheaded when he got tired of her. But that's how King James' Bible came about because she wanted it the way that he wanted it. And that's what's going on with the Supreme Court. That's what's going on with the people who we vote in office. Because people who vote in office, they're supposed to be public servants. They're not public servants. They're public pimps. They have individual agendas, though. Huh? Each politician have their own individual agendas anyway. Exactly. And the thing of it is, too, now, as much as they scream that the people have no money, you don't see them living um, humbly. I mean, so here it is. We're paying their salaries. But they're telling us that we have no money, but they make sure they vote us so they pay raises and stuff. But in the meantime, they got us feeling like we're hopeless. Mm. We'll talk amongst each other. You might see a few groups go out and protest, but it's not as many people as what it should be to go ahead and say, look, we had enough for you. Because even with this going on for so long, and it's got the people feeling um, hopeless and paralyzed, there's some laws that was passed that was said, hey, well, you may not like that you voted me in here, but you got to deal with me because you can't vote me. You can't You can't tell me that I got to leave because they voted for those strongholds to be in there. Hmm. And just like with stand your ground, stand your ground, okay, when it started out, when that bill started out, the average person thought it was one thing. Once it got passed, it showed its true colors. Um, child abuse hotline. People thought, okay, well, this would be good because this would get the people who were putting out their cigarettes on their kids, um, beating their kids, um, senseless. You know, it's a whole lot of things that they thought that that was going to cover. When pen touched paper on that one, the true meaning came out. You hear about more people that's just trying to keep their kids in line that was going to jail and had to defend themselves and the ones that were actually doing the abuse. You didn't hear about them until the kid was dead or damn near dead. And they showed a program where they were trying to get this one politician to vote on something. She said, no, I'm not doing it because I need to read through the whole thing. 
when she took her time and read through the whole thing, she saw for what it was. And she said, no, I'm not doing that because that's what, that wasn't what I was voted into office to do. I mean, so these, these, these politicians and stuff is like with a blind leading the blind. Well, this is what we're going to do. They're not going to see, but once they do and it gets voted in on, then we can really show ourselves. And, you know, a lot of these politicians, they were in closet gays. They had people in their family that was gay. And so passing these laws and stuff is making it more easy for their relatives not to be shamed but to be accepted so that way they can keep up with their nonsense. And where they claim for where God, you know, we stand on God's word as a country is really showing that that that, that, that we don't, that it's a mockery. But it's going to take the people to rise up and say, uh, we want it back to where we're following God's word and we're following his will. Because right now, yes, Sodom and Gomorrah is coming into rule. And hate to say it, but it's gonna, we're going to feel some more repercussions off of it. But we, we were going to have to stand up and uh, let them know. We're not going to accept this. But we can't. Well, well, they just passed the, the gay the gay marriage thing. So what? I mean, that's, that was that was truly my, my you know what we're going to do. You know that 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 law. They just passed that, and I just saw I mean on the news literally yesterday of a man a, a preacher outside of the courthouse saying, "I will marry." What are you going? I will marry you today. Mm-hmm. A minister, you know. I just saw that, and it just, you know, put me in a whole different, a whole different, you know, realm. I'm like, and he is supposed to be the the man of God in agreement with Mary. Okay, now here goes the thing, because if you if you look at Catholic laws. And they've changed over the, oh, oh, you know, through, through the years, through their existence. Because at one point they could marry, but it's down to the point if the priest married and he died, then his wife would get what was his. Well, you know, for in the for for in the priesthood, that was also a safe haven for gays. Hmm. And when they die, you know, only thing you do is you just go back to the earth. So if you don't have no spouse, you have nothing to pass on to your to your other half or either to your kids or anything because you're not supposed to be able to have anything. It's just you. Hmm. But that was something that was known. That was something that was known in the Catholic religion on the little atrocities that they talk about now. People knew mm-hmm. about it but then they just got they just got used to the thing of well, you know, you just don't talk about it. 
and they like the title and they like the robes and they like the fanfare that went with it. But it was um, a couple of priests and stuff they did an interview with, and they said, yeah, um, the priesthood was a was a safe haven for gays as well as for the nuns. So they tell their parishioners one thing, but then what they do behind closed doors was the exact opposite. Hmm. Hmm. So it's a lot of people who where they have these titles and they're claiming, but it's only it's only a covering, a facade for what they for what they're really doing. And we know what they're doing is not God's word. They are just claiming that they're doing God with us like this. They're not doing our God's work. Yeah. And for right now, you got a lot of folks sitting out there trying to find themselves, trying to find out what's going to make them different. Now, realizing if you just go ahead and work on your spiritual growth and grow up in God's word, you can find yourself. But you don't have to put yourself on, you don't have to put yourself on like a sideshow. Just like where they have these people where they get tattoos. Well, this is the way that I I express myself. Okay. Well, you got a couple of billion of people out there expressing themselves. So how does this make you unique? You're sitting up there having somebody brand you. If you look back through our own Uh. Hello? Hello? Did Renee hang up? Hello? Okay, sorry about that. I got kicked oh. out. Oh, I wonder what happened. I don't know what what has happened. I was like, what? Hello? Nobody saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, it dropped my call for some reason. But, oh, okay. um, you know, if you, if you look at all of these things that we know are, are against God's word and God's will, uh-huh. and if we just would um, open our eyes and remember the atrocities that was done to our to our forefathers, you know, mm-hmm. just to honor them, we 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 shouldn't be doing this stuff. Yep. But then to see what the kids do now, it's like, oh, well, this is something different. It's nothing different. They put a new label on it. They put a new spin on it. And... If you knew the background uh, of it, you would know that it was torture at one point. 
But for this stuff that that is coming about now, these folks have gotten comfortable. And just like my grandfather told me, like my grandfather told me um, before he had died, he said, it'll come a time where we will we will be walking amongst demons. Oh, he's already here, boo. And that we will get so used to walking amongst them, we won't recognize them. It's already here. Already here. Next stop. What do you think? Huh. Uh. 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 It's already here. One lady had. Well, uh, one lady had said at, at church. Um, who I went to sing for with this with the singing group that I sing with. We were supposed to be singing yesterday at this tent revival kind of like thing, um, benefit revival thing, benefit um, thing. And um, but I went to the one on Friday night. Mm-hmm. This lady said, this lady said something profound. She said, you know, because you know, we went back to the, the to the massacre. She said, you know what, being in the house of God and you know, you, it makes you wonder of the, of the spirit of the nine or the ten people, where was the spirit of discernment? Mm-hmm. You know, to to let this young man come in and not have a spirit. You know, we're always supposed to operate in our spirit, spirit in the spirit. In the house of God, we're supposed to go to him in spirit and in truth, and the spirit will, you know, she was just, she was just saying, you know, where was out of those 11, 11, out of those 11 or 12 or 13 people, where was the spirit of discerning? Discernment. Where was the spirit of discernment? And mm-hmm. she went on to sound that, you know, you know, we are living in that. These are the end of days, and we're living in the end of days because of this. Now you look at the media history, and you look at the news, and you look at how people are are, are leaving Earth for 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 on leaving Earth with these miraculous destructions of man through murders, killings, deaths, uh, uh, crashes, and, and, and storms and earthquakes and all of these things, and and, and the people are not really seeing that. Mm-hmm. Society has, has, has flipped over, has really turned back to those days of destruction when when the wrath of God was, in the, was you know, you know when, when the wrath of God is coming because you see the see how the corrupt the world is. And she said it. She said it. She was deep. And we were in the, in the church when she was saying all this. I was like, ooh, lady, you're going deep today. But she was just, you know, before the, you know, she was making her assumptions. She said, well, honestly, if you was a, if you were, I mean, she said there was those people in that, in that, in that church. That where was the spirit of discernment? Mm-hmm. If you were so, you know, because, you know, and of course, it was one of those apostolic churches we were in, and she was one of the head ladies of the church. And you know, you know, they were in, so. You know, if you, if you, uh, how does she say it? Well, if you were so into the into the spirit when you entered the, into the God's house, then the spirit of discernment would have manifested itself. Mm-hmm. 
and you'd have been you would you would have known that this young man is not supposed to be here. He's out of place. And I was like, and I was just listening to her talking. I'm like, hmm. That means it lets you know that we come in, you know, because people come into Wednesday night Bible study. Do they come in in spirit and truth? They just come in for routine and practice. Hey, you know, if you look at it, uh, a wolf in sheep clothing would also go ahead and, and, and scope out his territory before he try to go in and sit amongst the chickens. Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> right. I mean, but it's, it's, it's a lot of things. We have done through time for where people had a had a heart, had a desire to follow what was right. Mm-hmm. So now you got people who oh they want to say, well, hey, well, uh, this is what I was always told, so this is what I'm going to do. And they're not living in in the in the true feeling or the true meaning. They're mm-hmm. just putting it on like you would um, a suit of clothes. Mm. And then, like I said, then they want to claim. A lot of people can claim a lot of things that if you're actually doing it, that that's the test. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I've seen a couple of ministries where they had a, they got a good thriving uh, uplifting program uh-huh. for the people in their church and also in their community, where they were taking um, cars and repairing them. So for the people who didn't have cars, they can let them have transportation to finding them jobs to get them drug free. To you know, doing some stuff that uh, you know that was positive and uplifting, and get them to be um, functional people. Okay, and the only thing that was asked of them was, okay, when you get on your feet, um, as, uh, as 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 people in the south would say, prime the pump. And prime the pump. The only thing they asked them to do was give back. You know, pay your tithes, your 10%. Okay, there was a news reporter. He heard about um, this place being successful into getting people up and moving. So when he had heard about them paying their 10%, he asked the people who this program had helped, well, how do you feel comfortable about them telling you what to do with your money? So the people who they interviewed, they said, well, you know, some, somebody you took a chance. Day? They said some people took a chance on me and paid their tithe, which helped me out. So why, so why, so why can't I do the same for them? And they said, well, and the, and the news reporter was still digging in, saying, well, you know, that's your money. You can do what you want to do with your money. 
but we, we already know if you can have any program, if you want to get it to work, you got to have some funds to get it to work. And the only thing they was asking for was these people to pay their tithes. What harm in that is that? But instead, see, you got everybody running around trying to say, mine, mine, mine. And it's not supposed to be like that. Um, My pastor yesterday was saying, you know, out of this young man coming in to the church in North Carolina, and he said somebody told him that the gunman was sitting right next to the pastor. To say, okay, here you go. This one guy got a gun. If he shot the pastor, somebody should have been able to go up and tackle him or something. So the question is, how can you go in? You were one person with one gun, and you sat down. You talked to these people for an hour, and Everybody got killed. But then, if you look at the other flip side of the coin, it's a wake-up call. And the devil is testing to see just how good we're paying attention. But there, too, God is looking for his people to rise up and band together. But it's gonna there's gonna be a whole lot of things revealed as time goes on. And it's gonna be at the upper level. And it almost kinda feels like um before the um Before Moses and his people had walked out of Egypt. We're ruled by government. They were ruled by Pharaoh. Government is our Pharaoh. And the stuff that they're allowing for the claim people can get away with, this ain't, this just, just ain't right. Um, I'm back going. I'm headed down south. I don't know where we are with the list or whatever. Um, I've got some more to do. I don't know if anybody wants to do there. I'm gonna once I go down south, that's it for me. So. so I just go ahead and finish up my list. Um, 
Well, as I'm a matter of fact, I just I just received a, a a phone in the mail. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, should I just go ahead and just put my number just in case I can't make this this a hundred and some odd dollar bill? <laughs> No, I'm just gonna hang on just for a little while longer. (laughs) But I do have I do have another number, a backup line, just in case, you know. (laughs) uh, But I, you know, what what I would love to do is forward my number to the to the to the other call, so I know that if it rings, it's gonna ring to my. Because when I first, um, I said, well, Marissa, did you transfer this number over just in case and then get a new number for your, you know, the one that may, you know, that costs more money. You just use your main line on the other phone. But the other phone is about minutes, and I'm like, oh, I can't afford it because I like to call. <laughs> you know, but I but I do have a backup plan uh, um, for communication-wise in case, you know, I mean, y'all, you know, I, 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 I got a phrase. And I'm just telling you, not, not, I got a praise report for my household. You know, everybody was sitting at home for the last week or so. Last two, I'm I was two weeks. And you know how you go when you go in for your family. You when you go into to God for prayer, and you're submitting, surrendering the, all your cares and casting all your cares on Him. And I and I and I, you know I know my sister lost her job. She lost her job, and of course you know I'm not working. And my son lost his job, and my niece she quit her job. And, and you know the cycle is you know the bottom fell out of my household because you know the dynamic, financial dynamics of my household changed. But you know when you go back to that throne room and you sit, lay all your cast all your cares on him, he will. He will. Now, I um, I pray to God for my my household financial um, stability because God bless my family and my just myself with financial, you know, doing a job or whatever, so we can just continue to live for live and 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 you know, ask for a blessing. I ask for a blessing, truly, wholeheartedly. Ask God to bless my household with a financial blessing. God, let the phone ring. My sister, she starts today working. My son, he started Friday working. My niece, she just turned her application in today. She just turned her application in today. She started today. Hey, hey. Maria is sitting at home being a babysitter to my niece because it's just me and her and my daughter. <laughs> so I'll be the babysitter because she's blessing. I know what's coming down the line for me, and I'm and I'm still, of course, I'm still pushing my resume and waiting on God. But you know, I have to continue to press because my prayers are being answered. Amen. He hears my humblest cry. And he moves, he's moving from me praying. So if it, keep on praying, keep on praying, keep on praying, keep on giving it all to God, casting those lots of cares on him. It doesn't matter how many you have. Give it to him. Patiently wait. 
Because I had moments in my mindset, my moments in my mindset is how are we going to do this? But I, I'm going to continue to give it to you, God, because I know. I know that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Even with my last five, Sam, the last five that I had, it went in the tank today. But she got hired. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all follow me now? Mm-hmm. She got hired today. Walk in. Because I was trying to get her to go out there yesterday, but she was stubborn and didn't want to go. I said, if you go in there, they're going to hire you on the spot. And I spoke that into the atmosphere, people. If you go in, they're going to hire you on the spot. You just got to show that you want to work. Go in. First, well, I say second job, second true, you know, second true job. First original job that she just walked in and got hired on. But second true working, making income job for her because she's 19. When there was no experience, I said she had about a week, two weeks, two or three weeks experience. But she's going in to work. Because any money is better than no money at all, thank you. But she's working. And I, and I see God's hand moving. And he's telling me, daughter, we're going to take care of you on the inside. So you can be good for the outside. You feel what I'm saying? Amen. And I'm praising God for that. So I'll be, the, I'll be the cook. I'll be the cleaner. I'll be the babysitter. I will be those things because the household is running again. I'll be the I'll be the chauffeur, the taxi cab driver, however you want to call me. And then some days I ain't even got to go because I can drive the car. But my since I'm driving, the, I dropped them off today. My daughter has summer school today and tomorrow. If they're working every day. Then I'm, I can just hand the keys over and say, y'all, be safe. Because they'll be riding together. So thank God for that. That's my praise report. Now I'm going to go ahead, um, anybody, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and lift up the, um, another list. I'm not sure who did uh, prisoners. But I'm going to lift this list up. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this moment that I got to, that I'm get, we're all getting to spend with you, God. I thank you for life in itself. And as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, I'm going to go ahead and lift up the, the ones who are in prison, God. Some of us put ourselves in prison by our mind. Some of us put us in prison with our bodies. Now, in the midst of the things of, of, of those things, God, I thank you, and I lay it to give it to you, God, to to release to release right now, God, in the name of Jesus. To release and set free God of those things that, that puts us in prison, and also God, I, I lift up to you the the ones who are behind the doors. God, grant them the, the grant them forgiveness of their sin. God, send a comforter that way. Let them feel your presence in their lives when they when they look up look up to those hills. Let them feel your the, the, the loving comfort of your of your hand touch them. 
and make and grant them peace that surpasses all understanding in their situation. You know all about that that issue that they did that their hands have done, and maybe their hands have not done it, but they were just there in the midst of the issue. So right now, God deliver them. Let them see you in their lives right now where they're imprisoned in their mind by the spirits of soul. God, let them feel your presence and the love that you wrapped around, your all loving arms around each and every one of us each and every day, God. Because in some shape, form, or fashion, we all have put ourselves in prison by the choices that we make and suffer from the results of those choices. So right now, God, forgive us, deliver us, and keep us. It is in Jesus' name I am to submit this prayer to you, and I say amen. Amen. All right, who else got to do that list? Congregation, churches, use addiction, unsaved, friendship and ministry in the families and missionaries.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.